Just a quick one before the podcast this week. Um, Dan has asked us to let everyone know about his fundraising that he's doing at the moment. In two weeks' time, he's taking part in the Ride London 100 event, which is basically him riding 100 miles on his bike around London. He's doing it all in aid of Macmillan Cancer Support, which is a fantastic charity which gives support to cancer sufferers and their families through what is obviously an incredibly trying time in their life. Rather than ask for Patreon donations this week, uh, we're asking for people to sponsor Dan. And you can do that by going to his fundraising page at justgiving.com slash fundraising slash 100 mile Dan. Donate as much as you can and uh, all the money will go to a great cause. Right, let's have a show. Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Dan, Chris, and Lee. Take that brew away from your mouth and talk. <sighs> <laughs> no, don't do that. This isn't the Rock and Roll Geek Show. It's the UK's premier in, uh, energy drink you've got there, isn't it? Coffee. Tea. Co- yeah. No, no coffee. Oh, tea. coffee. Yeah. Coffee. So I've switched it up a bit. Oh. So you got you got me to bring tea bags and you're drinking coffee tonight. For these two. Yeah, oh, I, I'm enough. on. Cheers, Paul. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hope those were the right ones. I don't drink tea. Well, I, I opened the uh, Darth Vader, which I keep all my tea bags in, and there was like one in the bottom of it. I thought, ah, shit. <laughs> There's more than one cup of tea going to happen tonight. Yeah, definitely. Well, seeing as we're all caffeined up, should we talk F1? Why not? Right. We have the German Grand Prix this week. We do, but uh, this coming weekend. But who's going to be driving in it? That is the question, because the first thing I've got on the running order is Haas rumours. There's an Owen rumours, by the way, Chris. There is. There's the, the, the O-U-R-S, it says that. Not on there, it doesn't. Yes, it does. There's an O, there's an o next to the M there. Yeah, Dan, you can read that for, for clarification. <laughs> it's very small, but it's after the M, before the U. Uh, that's an E. <laughs> rumours. <laughs> Well, if anyway, it looks like a lowercase e, but it's definitely has, an o. The Haas team, as if they didn't have enough enough shit going on already, with the whole rich energy thing. Um, Rumours are apparently it could we could be seeing Grosjean out a knock on in by the weekend. It's bollocks. I'm gonna say I'm calling I'm calling bollocks on this one. Uh, what I tend to believe could happen is that Haas make a driver change mid-season mid-season break but I don't think it'll happen before Germany or even before the Hungarian He's reportedly looking into Formula E for next year isn't he as well? Who, Ocon or? No, Grosjean Okay Oh, Because there's not enough crashes in Formula 1 for him (laughs) (laughs) Formula E is pretty crashy at the minute He feels that he can do well on those tight twisty street circuits (laughs) (laughs) And there's a lot more front wing to damage (laughs) There is a a lot more front wing. <laughs> I mean, I think I think we're all of the opinion that this, this is going to be Grosjean's last season in a Haas. I think. I think last season I, should have been. I think yeah, the last I would race be very surprised race. if he's in a Haas next year. I'm going to be very surprised if he's not in a Haas this weekend. I'll be. I, I will be very very surprised if he's still in a Haas after the summer break. Um, I won't be surprised if he's not in the Haas this weekend. I don't. I don't think we'll, they'll do it this soon. I mean, Hass have already put their preview media out, and he's being quoted in it. Mm-hmm. But it's Hass. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, who, know, that's look, who we're talking about. No, but look at all the stuff that's gone on with Haas. I yeah. think that 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 media thing they put out means precisely cock all. We don't <laughs> we don't even know what advertising is going to be on that team this weekend now. Well, there is that. Are they going to have any advertising? Um, they are still calling themselves the Rich Energy Haas F1 team, uh, as, as of recording Monday night. But is but is Rich Energy still a thing? Yes, technically, it's some things. There is the company that was Rich Energy Limited that then changed its name to Lightning Vault when William Storey uh, sold his shares to another shareholder. Do they realise there is an energy drink called Vault? Right. What this what this com- <laughs> what this company does uh, is a company um, is launder money. B- BDG Group, mm-hmm. which originally stood for Business Debts Gone. They take over companies that are in serious shit, mm-hmm. and they buy the company and change the name to something generic. Right. They've had names like Silver Teapot Limited before for companies at the bought. Kind of like that. So they, they just pick two random words, and they just lightning vault. And they this... phosphorus penguins it. Yeah. They look for Google Wax. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, though, is it? Google Wax, because yeah. nobody else is going to come up if you search that those two words I together. i what, you'd have to do fucking pretty good to find one these days there's a map i was watching dave gorman's google whack adventure the other night that has not aged well just because of the subject matter yeah Yeah. the um there's a there's a map system as well uh six square meters all around the globe that uses two words uh, for each six square meter reference rather than plots and coordinates just two words why because it works why not but did somebody decide that letters and numbers wasn't ideal well, numbers, you, there are only, obviously, 10 characters, mm. 0 up to 9. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and letters, you've got 26 of, and coherent words. Unless you're you know. Mrs. Dan to B, who once answered in a pub quiz that there were 27 letters in the alphabet. Dan, what does your girlfriend do for a living? Fiancé. Fiancé, do for a living. She's a teacher. <laughs> a teacher of what? Uh, primary school kids. That's fine. <laughs> It's a mixed bag primary school teaching, isn't it? What's the 27th letter of the alphabet, then? Uh, Knowing her, meh. (laughs) A, B, C, meh, D. I reckon it's those funny foreign ones with squiggles on. (laughs) Is that a quote? (laughs) No. (laughs) Going back to the rich energy situation, anyway, the company that was Rich Energy Limited Mm -hmm. is now called Lightning Volt and is in possession of somebody else. But... Another company called Rich Energy Limited was formed in the UK last Friday. Right. And with, they have the website with the new, new inverted commas logo. I'm not entirely sure who's got that. It could be the former William Story Company or it could be this new Rich Energy. That sounds the, like a William Story move, doesn't it? The hmm. drink has changed its logo because they had until last Thursday to get rid of the one that was legally proven to be taken from white bikes mm. also white bikes have taken over uh, sponsorship of rick parfit jr who was a rich energy sponsored driver right up until this weekend oh dear so, so not maintaining the status quo there I ah that, yes i made that joke on twitter very good <laughs> um so no one knows which Get it. Rick Parfit Jr. is the son of Rick Parfit, who was in Status Quo. I, I fucking I don't know anyone's name that's in Status Quo. It was the blonde one. Right. The other one was Francis Rossi. Nobody knew who anyone else was. <laughs> was but, but his son's Valentino. Yeah. <laughs> is the blonde one the one that magically got hair back? No, he's the one that died. Right. 
And his son is a race driver. Okay. Who's sponsored by Rich Energy and is now sponsored by White Bikes. Now the joke is lost because we had to explain it. Okay. He's also a, he's also a drummer. <laughs> I, okay. I, don't, I bet I'm not the only one that was confused there. Mm, maybe. There's a, good, there's a good chance. So, we still don't know which Rich Energy or former Rich Energy company owns the rights to the drink and has the sponsorship with Hass. Is this whole thing just a prank done by the KLF? <laughs> <laughs> if they, if it is, they burnt more than a million quid this time. Do you think it's performance art? Yes. <laughs> it would be so. Well, it's, am- it's not business, is it? Come on. <laughs> it would be so amazing if they turn up in an ice cream van sponsored by Rich Energy. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if Gunter Steiner wants the team to look like rock stars, maybe he should have gone for a different brand of energy drink. Red Bull. Yeah. Oh. Relentless. <laughs> or Rockstar. No. No. Definitely not those. No, because it tastes like it tastes like arse. So what arse tastes like if I'm both no, honest. No. I know I don't like energy drinks, I can say that. <laughs> so yeah, so we don't know who owns the sponsorship that's on the Has car, what sponsorship the Has car will be carrying and who will be driving it. No, we haven't got a clue. Um, we don't know if it's going to be because uh, because Lightning Vault put out a tweet um, saying, "Have we you got st- any?" We don't know if that Lightning Vault Twitter is official as well. Okay, so we're not sure if that's official. No, right? Because the because uh, they did put out a tweet that said, "Have you got any blue paint for the German Grand Prix at Haas F1 team or whatever there?" Official. That, that may be a spoof one, just like the uh, Banter Steiner. Mm. Maybe. Uh, so can we just start calling them Team Schrodinger because we don't know whether they I are no or they idea. aren't. I, I saw the article on uh, uh, on Autosport that I think the headline was something like what exactly is going on with that with Haas? A timeline thing. And I was too depressed to click on it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's, that's fair enough. It kind of made as much sense as we're making about it now. Yeah, yeah. But driver-wise, sure. driver-wise, you know, if Ocon's got some sort of money that he can bring along with him because it doesn't look like that Rich going to turn up this with their money. my thought, is if, yeah. if, if you've yeah. got some sponsorship. Halfway through the season, I could see them being like, well, sorry, Roman, it's for commercial reasons that we have to let you go and get Esteban in the car, when really it's got nothing to do with that. It's the fact that Grosjean is, is, is the driver who hemorrhages points for Haas. Yeah, the, the only thing that I, th- that I would worry about for... <laughs> Sorry, just quick. What I think is really weird potential is, that, point. is if they're potentially going to sack the crashy driver that crashed into his teammate and hire the crashy driver that used to crash into his teammate. Yeah, it's going to be fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Ocon, he's never done anything wrong ever. No. Apparently, the lineup for next season is going to be Ericsson and NASA. Is it? <laughs> well, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> might as well bring Maldonado back. Please. Yeah, please. <laughs> he was good at writing off black and gold cars. Just for the pun. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's weird. I think uh, I think he'll definitely be in before the summer break, but I've got this funny feeling that we're going to get a Tuesday announcement about it. Before you know, before the drivers and stuff yeah. go out, it's going to be a... Um, the thing with Grosjean as well, if you if you if you if you're really going to look at Roman Grosjean, okay, he was um, he came in at Renault, didn't he? When uh, after after PK did his smash into the wall, then he had a year or two out before he came back as a full time driver. Mm. And he was Renault, and then Lotus was he was Lotus yeah. driver for a number of years. Did quite well, scored a few podiums in the same team. You know, he was driving alongside Kimi Raikkonen. I don't remember him being as crashy at Lotus. Uh, he was a bit crashy, but he. Um, 
obviously he tried to kill. We, we spoke about this last week. Oh, he tried but, to kill Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Um, but the um, nah. but but after that, but he got one, was on the grid at the same time, so the crashiness just we, we all looked yeah. at him for that. But he got a one race ban, and after that one race ban, he came back. So it was a bit more level headed for a while, and we but sang it was his slow, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And we sang his praises for a bit, but mm. he got a few podiums for for Lotus. Uh, then it was the news that he was signing for for Haas with the view to because he believe he genuinely believed if you remember when he signed for Haas that there was a, there could be an opening at Ferrari for him in a couple of seasons time. Roman Grosjean is never going to win a Formula One Grand Prix. No, ever. And if he does, it'll be by complete fluke, Olivier mm. Panis style. Yeah. And he's never going to be a world champion. And it, it won't be. Because... I'm going to throw in that he's never going to drive for Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. He's never going to drive for Ferrari. Of course he's never going to drive for Ferrari. He can't win a, uh, a race Olivier Panis style because in order for somebody to win a race Olivier Panis style, he's going to take half the grid out. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And also, something else I'd like to point out is the crash gate at Singapore was 10 years ago this year. Crazy, isn't it? So Grosjean, it's, it's now 10... All right, okay, given he was, he was a young F... Two driver or GP two driver at the time. He did have a year out though, didn't he? This a year, year or two, I think it was. Yeah, GP two. Yeah, I think it was just one year. And um, twenty ten. He's he, he's had his time to prove himself. I'm yes. sorry, he's had his time. He's had his time, and he's had two teams, and he's not good enough. No. No. There, no. there are other younger, faster drivers coming in behind uh, who will push Grosjean out of the sport. Esteban Ocon is one of them. I'm not saying it is him, but he's one of the drivers yeah. who probably should be in the sport when you've got drivers like Grosjean who. Maybe shouldn't. See, I think Esteban Ocon has been massively overrated because he's not in the sport. I think it's been very easy for people to start almost saying that he's a potential world champion because he's not there. Do you know what I mean? He can't do anything wrong if he's not driving. Um, But I do think he deserves to be in Formula 1 to at least show what he can do. He was roughly on a level with Perez, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Perez, if, if Perez were to go to a Ferrari or something mm-hmm. like that, he'd win races in Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't see why Ocon wouldn't if he you know, were to take a Mercedes seat, for example, if there were if a gap were to open up. I'm sure Ocon would win races. Don't know if he'd be championship material, yeah. but you can't always tell straight away. But I think I was right months ago. I think Mercedes, when they brought George Russell through into Formula 1, that was the beginning of them losing confidence in uh, Ocon. When Maybe. he went, when they brought him into Formula One, at, at the cost of Ocon staying in. But don't forget, when George Russell was announced, it still looked like Ocon was going to be going to Renault because it was before the Ricardo announcement. It was only Ricardo going to Renault that stopped Ocon from taking that seat. Yeah, even even so, I think if um, I think they could have got, they could have done something else. Do you know what I mean? If they really had faith in Ocon, they'd have. They'd have made sure he had that seat at Williams rather than George Russell. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and it's even unless they thought he just that that seat would help Russell more than it would help Ocon. Well, yeah, of course, that makes sense. But Russell's looked good against Kubica, and it would be easy for Ocon to look good against Kubica. Yeah, and it would be going going to a shit car rather than coming into the sport in a Mm. shit car. I can't, which he'd already done when he drove the Manor. Yeah, there's very few rookie drivers that come into Formula One and then have to take a year out and come back better. Yeah, Alonso. You're very few. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think yeah. of others. Uh, and he, although he went out of Formula One, he did. He went out of Formula One because his manager 
was was managing Renault, and he was then put in as a test driver when you used to still test cars. Yeah. So yeah, well, he probably did more when, driving. When test driver was a full time job, he did more than... te- more driving than the fucking race drivers at probably, that point. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so that that was why they built a team around. So that you know you were all Ocon's done is sit in the garage next to Toto Wolf for a year. You know it's it's not even like he's been after racing DTM or something like that. And the fact that they've already turned around, I've said this a fucking hundred times now, but the fact that Mercedes said, if another team's interested in you, we'll release you. And you've got, he's got that unenviable thing now of they have a junior driver, which, okay, you can't see how good George Russell is because of the car he's in, but he's doing the best job with the machineries he, he's got. And I still think we're going to see Max Verstappen in that car next year. Mercedes? Yeah. No, the Williams. Yeah, <laughs> that would be confusing. <laughs> talk about George Russell and then talk about Max Verstappen in that car. I'm like, wait, hang on. Yeah, because the um, uh, the more I think about it, I don't care if Red Bull have won a race with Honda or not. Now, if you if you have the choice to go to Mercedes and you know Mercedes want you and you can get out of your contract, which is reportedly what you can do, why wouldn't you do it? There is no reasons to stay with Red Bull. The the reasons to stay at Red Bull are the same reasons that McLaren went with Honda in the first place. Uh, yeah, but, to but, try and beat Mercedes. Yeah, but, but it's, so what? But why would you worry about that if you can join Mercedes? Yeah, but Verstappen Mer- to Mercedes would only be bad for Verstappen if Verstappen isn't as good a driver as Verstappen thinks he is. Yeah, um, for two I years. I don't think he'll think like that though. He'll go to Mercedes thinking I'll beat Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I don't think he'll do that. I don't, I don't think, think he'll do Mercedes. that either. No, I mean, I don't think he'll go to Mercedes. I uh, know. I, th- I, I'm almost convinced. I think he's going to be the big driver move, and he's going to go to Mercedes. Vettel's going to go back to Red Bull. Helmut Marco turned around either today or yesterday in an interview and said that he thinks the best thing Vettel can do is leave Ferrari because he needs a change of scenery. I thought that was a loaded comment at the moment, um, and Ricardo will go to Ferrari. Unless Alonso goes to Ferrari. Yeah. I can see Ricardo perhaps joining Ferrari, depending on what happens with Vettel, but that's all silly season stuff. The, the interesting nothing... thing about Red Bull is is the fact that, fine, they've got a Honda engine, which is what... Do we think that's probably on par with a Renault now? Maybe a little bit behind a Renault, but... It's it's round, it's roundabout with yeah. Renault. It's, it's Better equal, than I'd, it has been. I'd say it's equal third now. Yeah. But the uh, the thing with Red Bull was... Even when they had a Renault, when they had a Renault engine, the, the the engine wasn't doing good. They were still building the best chassis on the grid, and I think for the two years now, whatever's gone on, Adrian Newey has not been able to build the best chassis on the grid. Mm. Be it whether that's because James Allison has got everything keyed in at um, uh, Mercedes now, you know, he's, and he's he's proven like we, we sort of picked him out ages ago, didn't we, when he was first moving to Ferrari. That we thought he could be the next Adrian New yeah. level designer, and someone always supersedes people. So I don't think Red Bull have an ace card. Sorry, can, can we just go back to your comment about Ricciardo to Ferrari? Yeah, is that an option? Yeah, I think so. Ferrari have said they uh, want, and Ricciardo has a performance clause in his contract. Does he? Yeah, he's also he's going to he's he's going to being taken to court by his ex manager. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but yeah, he's got a performance clause in his contract where he can get out, out of his uh, after a year. It's only a two year contract as well. 
I thought I thought it was yeah, a, I, I thought it was like three or four years. I thought if you were going to get a future world champion in to build your team around, yeah, it'd be longer than that. It'd be longer than that, and unless it's two years with an option for more, because nobody can sign anything past twenty twenty one Concord Agreement. Blah, Maybe, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 possibly. But it's but the it was reported in Autosport as being a two year contract for twenty million pounds a year. So yeah, that's. Silly season stuff. But We've got an entire summer break to talk about. What have you? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, it's quite silly. People trying to fix Formula One this week. We've been trying to do it for four years. Yeah, but I these... have on a regular basis. No one's listened to me. <laughs> well, you say no one's listened to you. Somebody's listened to you. That's true. Will Buxton has listened to you a little bit. But I'm, I'm not going to get any of the credit for it, am I? No, Will Buxton's going to get the credit. <laughs> well, it's it's the people who run Formula W or W Series, who've listened to you and done that in W Series, and then um, Will Buxton's watched W Series. So, <laughs> so it all traces back to you. Because he was wondering where Ted was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, Dan, you were explaining before we recorded exactly what Will Buxton yeah. is putting forward for a way to, in inverted commas, fix Formula One. So this is based on the, th- the things we think make exciting races, which is... When the whole grid gets a bit jumbled up and you don't don't know exactly how it's going to finish and the fast drivers are starting near the back. And how do you do that without deliberately making it random? And his suggestion is on Saturday you have a qualifying race and you start the qualifying race in reverse championship order. So person leading the championship is at the back of the grid and pushes forward as far as they can to get the place for the st- grid on Sunday. Yeah. And his theory was doing this, the people at the um, the fastest cars would end up in the middle of the grid on a Sunday rather than right at the front, which would hopefully lead to some good racing. Yeah, it's in theory, it's... It, we were saying about points for overtaking as well. Was that I, just, just I didn't that... see that comment, but... Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I saw something that said point, points for... The uh, the most places gained. So let's just see if I can find find the tweet but, that you did. But yeah, I've always thought if you want if you want to encourage the teams to do something, you give them points for it. Mm. If you want to see more overtakes in Formula One, you give points for overtakes in Formula One. But it have to be staggered as we were talking before. Like like oh, this guy did the most overtakes. That's three extra points. This guy did the second most overtakes. That's two extra points. And and then this person gets one extra point because they were in the top top three overtakers. Mm-hmm. But because what you can't do is have, for example, the same before we recorded, but I'm saying now for the benefit of the listeners, if you've got Vettel, for example, does a really good job in the sprint race, starts third from last on on the sprint race on Saturday, uh, is brilliant. Uh, everything works out well for him. Gets all his moves done, and he starts the race on Sunday in second place. And um, Leclerc has a bit of a tough race, or gets hit out at the first corner by yeah. by somebody, you know, in one of the other top teams, Verstappen, for example. Mm. Leclerc, Verstappen, now we're coming together, and and then Leclerc's at the back of the grid. Okay, so Sunday's race comes around, and Vettel did a really good job on Saturday, and Leclerc didn't get a chance to. Then Leclerc makes all these places up and finishes second behind Vettel, and Leclerc and Vettel only has to make one place up to win the race. Yeah, yeah you can't then no. shorten the gap to the leader. 
because well done you won the race so you get the maximum amount of points but the guy who finished second isn't actually seven points behind you it's only four points behind you now because he overtook everyone that then takes away from what you've done as the winner of the race do you know what i mean because you somebody else did a better job on the on, on the saturday well, this goes back to what i suggested ages ago which is you do it with the points for overtakes but the person who's qualified highest up can say i would like to be moved down the grid and then the person who qualified behind them can also opt to move down the grid. Just once. Because otherwise Just, you'd end up with everybody being like, no, it's still unmoved back. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, the other thing I don't like the idea of is like a, you'd have to have some sort of live score system and um, Formula One's like data would end up looking like fucking pointless or something. Yeah, like some sort of maths yeah, yeah, equation. Yeah. Trying to work out what run rate you need in cricket's bad enough. Yeah. And it's just, just a simple division. F1 takes over the duck with Lewis method. No. No, exactly. Which usually leaves teams needing like 36 runs off the last ball. Right. And that never goes well. How many of those do you need for a rounder? Uh, two baskets and a three-pointer. Ace. <laughs> uh, shall we move on? Yeah, we yeah, can pr- do. But... Probably should. Uh, back to Max Verstappen with his new teammate. Lando Norris. Lando Norris. Mm-hmm. Not in Formula 1. In endurance racing, yeah, eye racing, yeah, actual um, esports. Uh, Lando uh, twitched the whole thing on his uh, Twitch TV stream. Um, Even when he went to bed, just just left it running, saying I'll be back in the morning. Um, And uh, they were doing really, really well until Max had a brake failure. 15 minutes before the end of the race in his on his sim we should say not in the game it was it was his it was it was an actual physical pedal problem on his rig yeah yeah his sim broke um they they were miles ahead anyway weren't they they? well they he he lost a lap bearing in mind he had to crawl back to the pits without a break and then lando took the car over uh, when he got back to the pits and they still won by twenty-seven seconds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were they were at one point what five laps ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I thought it was really funny because like I looked at it, when I first started watching it in the uh, when it started, they were like fiftieth, and then the next day when I, when I looked at it, they were five laps ahead in like, first. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think it's nice. You know, it's I, I think I think esports are all well and good, but I think there's something heartwarming to see. Like actual gen- drivers doing actual this, drivers yeah. do it and go right. Well, it's stick to computer games. Like. It's it's stirred the pot a bit, hasn't it? You know, because they, obviously they've done their computer mm-hmm. endurance race, sim sim endurance yeah. race. Do you reckon you see Max Verstappen given Le Mans a go in an Aston? They're like the Aston Valkyrie. I think Aston Martin want to speak to Max and Yoss about driving an Aston Martin in the hypercar class in mm. 2020. Because Yoss does endurance racing every now and again, or yeah. did endurance racing. I don't know if he still does. Did you guys read the article about Aston Martin? This is really interesting. That um, for what would appear to be no apparent reason, Aston Martin and uh, uh, like an interview thing out where they were talking about the the new hypercar. And they were, they were asked about Red Bull, and they said, well, we stand ready in case Honda wants to pull out of Formula 1. Yeah, there was no, there was no sort of grounds to that. It nope. was just, hang on a second, what the hell's going on here? But here's the question, because they probably... I always thought it was weird that it's Aston Martin Red Bull racing Honda. Renault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but what, right, what I found really interesting about the Aston Martin thing is they threw it out in such a casual way as if to say, yeah, if, if Honda pull out, you know, we'll just supply a Formula 1 engine. 
if they if if there's even a chance of them supplying a Formula One engine in 2021, that program must be balls deep now and has been balls deep for at least three years. They well, did d- build a great big new facility a year ago, mm-hmm. just round the corner from Red Bull's factory in Milton Keynes. Yeah, yeah, they did do that, and also um, they will have full access to how the Honda engine works as a title sponsor. You know, yeah. they'll be able to see. How that work? Because oh no, we're not here as an engine supplier. We're just here as a title sponsor. Mm. Yeah, so they'll be able to see what's going on. Whether or not they do enter as a as a as a team, I've always suspected that they might end up taking the team off of Red Bull and it becomes. uh, I I, I think they'd take the big boy team. I think it'd become Aston Martin Formula One. Do you not think there's a chance that Honda don't pull out don't pull out Formula One and still keep supplying Red Bull? And uh, Toro Rosso end up being the Toro Rosso Aston Martin. No, no, I think I think the go. other way around. I think Honda will buy Toro Rosso and Aston Martin will no, buy no, Red but Bull. No, to give wait, let's say Honda are doing better, but um, they're still not in championship winning territory. Do you not think that's a move Red Bull would make to give themselves more options engine wise? You know, you you want to you want to bring an engine to Formula One? Stick in Toro Rosso. We'll see how that goes. What they did with Honda, yeah. it's, it's what they did with Ferrari as well. Remember, they, 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 uh, and we are they, they had a Ferrari engine. In oh yeah, yeah. Because at one point, Red yeah. Bull had the Ferrari and Toro Rosso had the Renault, and then they swapped. Yeah, it's when the Toro Rosso was better than the Red Bull that year, wasn't it? When Vettel won a race. Yeah. Um, so it's it's yeah. you we'll, know, we'll take the engine and the driver from that car yeah. and the car from that team. Red Bull, uh, sorry, Toro Rosso has always been fucking Red Bull's Area Fifty One, hasn't it? You know, it's it's the test bed for yeah. It wasn't it supposed to be. I mean, rules wise, it's not in inverted commas allowed to be, no. but it is. Yeah. Uh, so I I can't see if if they like twenty twenty one is two years away. You can't at knock. the at the moment. It might be four. I I do you know what <laughs> reading no, but reading Ross Braun's thing about him saying some of the teams are going to backlash towards the new rules. The way I read it, I think Ross Braun is ready to be the guy that says, there's the rules, sign the paper. It seems that's the way it's going. Well, he's now set up his official, uh, the official Ross Braun department, hasn't yeah. he? Well, to... it's happening. It's happening in October. Yeah. End of October is when you get... Um, the end of 19th is ringing a bell in my head for some reason. Is that when he leaves Formula 1 without a deal? No, that's when... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ro- Rosksit, <laughs> Bronxit, um, Brexit? No, hang, hang on. Um, but the uh, yeah, the the rules are supposed to be presented to the FIA Council as finished, and here they are. This is what the formula is going to be like twenty twenty one. And I'm got a, pretty sure it's nineteenth of October this year. Yeah, but I mean, Ross Braun has now set up a department within Formula One to go over what the rules are going to be and see if they can find any loopholes. Yeah, he's basically set up a team to say, "Be my, be my Ferrari team from two thousand and two <laughs> onwards." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, I can just see in an office with like twenty, eighty percent scale clones of Ross Braun pouring over paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they have to. I think they have to push the rules forward because if they and a loophole team is yeah. a good thing. If they push it back now. I think it's going to be so damaging for the sport because it's it's hemorrhaging. Um, it's been hemorrhaging viewers, but right now as well with the um, I think with people like Max Verstappen, even things like what we just talked about with Max and Lando doing the i racing. Like I saw a like eleven year old kid in a um, Max Verstappen t shirt in the shop right the other day. Yeah, when I was going around, and there is finally in Formula One what appears to be young drivers. 
that will interest young people to get them into the sport. And if if they don't, rather than young drivers coming into the sport to impress old people, if they jump jump on this now, it could be fucked. <coughs> I mean, the young drivers, that, <coughs> the young drivers that are coming into the sport are impressing old people because we're impressed. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they've got that connection, haven't they, with yeah. the younger generation? Rather than coming in as like, I'm the young buck, and everybody else is older than me, yeah. therefore I'm talking to them. Well, I, I mean, I remember thinking there's when... this interaction with the fans, isn't there? I mean, you look at Lando. Look, look at Lando. Yeah, yeah Lando's yeah. got a huge following online purely because he's great with his social media, and he and he is great with his social media. He's very, very funny with it. Yeah. Although when he has to sign something like five hundred miniature replica helmets, I don't fancy his job. But no, I, th- I think. But but his tweet was, "I'm going to be here all day." Yeah. <laughs> I think people forget this though. I think people forget how important it is because I can I can still remember thinking how cool it was when Jensen Button got the Williams drive and then I realised he's like a year older than I am. Mm. You know, and yeah. it, it does make you have a connection with people. It does do. So I think like I, I can't see any bad going from this, but they need to energise the sport as well. Yeah. And I think one, one way of doing that, to be honest, is just getting rid of all these paywalls. Yes. Um, all right, F one TV something something that you can pay for, mm-hmm. but the number of countries that have got pay TV only, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's a little bit of me thinks um, that with, with everything going as a subscription service, Formula One might be going the wrong way there too because the although I like the idea of not paying for Sky mm-hmm. if I if I don't want Sky. But realistically, even even if if I'm totally honest with myself, I'd still have to buy Sky because I've got a family and we want to watch television that isn't yeah. just freeview channels. Um, You've got to feed your son's Peppa Pig addiction somehow. Exactly. Well, that's on Netflix, but is it? Yeah, the um, <laughs> but not the new ones, and you know you you don't want to watch things out of order. Um, the uh, the problem I've got with this is when everything becomes a subscription service, you've you've got to have Disney before the end of the year. So there's another ten ten pound that people are going to yeah. buy. Uh, Netflix has just got just gone. I up. think that's what Paul's Paul's saying, isn't yeah. it? That, that you got the subscription service for the for full access for people who want everything. Yeah, but it should also be on like a free to air channel, just just the race, just, maybe just the race. Qualif- uh, you know, highlights are qualifying and practice, but if you want to watch the race, make that free. I think it should be on YouTube. Formula think, E does think, it, doesn't they? I think they? the races should be on YouTube. Yeah. Um, Formula E did it in certain countries. I think there was uh, some countries where it was geo-blocked. Yeah. China. Probably. <laughs> Everything is. Well, isn't that just YouTube <laughs> is blocked? The yeah. internet is yeah. blocked in China. China has its own internet, doesn't it? Which is very Pre- interesting. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. The, the Great Firewall of China. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You but, mean you've never heard that before? No, that's, that's very funny. <laughs> I haven't ever heard that before. <laughs> but I, I'd be interested to know like what the what revenue deal... Formula One could strike up with YouTube. Yeah, something like that. Because something like YouTube is going to get a very special deal. It's going to be slightly different to me putting pictures of me, like, I don't know, unboxing fucking biscuits, fish sticks. Yeah. Um, Watch out for that video. We will do one. (laughs) (laughs) But it's that accessibility thing, isn't it? I know what you're saying. I'm surprised that that deal would be different. Unboxing. A global sport versus fish sticks. Unboxing fish sticks isn't a laborious task. There is no reason why they should be individually wrapped. Um, but I just think... And also, I watched the French Grand Prix. That no, was a laborious not task. To, not to American listeners. What you yes. call fish sticks, we call fish fingers. What we call fish sticks is serini fish. Yes. 
Or crab sticks, even though they've got... Oh, you can't call them crab sticks because... There's, there's no, no crab, crab in them. There's no crab yeah. in them. Yeah. Seafood sticks. Seafood yeah. sticks. Um, the other thing I often like in Formula One, because I think in a, as an entity, it's like a travel and circus, I think it is very similar to WWE in that respect. Um, it's just that they don't say, next week on this very track. Yet. Um, not, yeah, not yet. We saw we all saw the USGP, didn't we, a couple of years ago when they all made their entrances. It's not that far off, is no. it? And, and uh, in wrestling terms, Nelson Piquet Jr. did the job for Alonso. <laughs> but, um, but Alonso forgot to put Piquet over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I think WWE, is, although it's... Um, television numbers are fucking in the absolute bin you know they've never been lower for the weekly television they have the biggest youtube channel on youtube no other youtube gets as many views as wwe does and i can't help think that formula one could be like that well i mean they do have mini highlights that they put on the youtube channel but i think it, i think it does take more than that f1 tv's good on youtube that's how i watch the um yeah well welcome not welcome to the weekend or whatever it's called you know the Whatever uh, Paddock Bux- Pass, Buxton's Paddock, Paddock yeah, Pass, yeah, yeah. and the, there is another one. Maybe it is called Welcome to the Weekend. Sky Sky Show's Welcome to the oh, Weekend. Oh, is it right? Whatever his version is, because if I can get out of watching Sky coverage, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> Everyone keeps looking like they're about to say something. No, no so all, I, all I was about to say is that I I I believe that um in I, miracles. I believe in miracles. Um, I what, don't. Where are you from? Um. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I'm not. I'm not following that. No, up. don't. No, please don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that free to air is the best way to get. And I've said this before: eyes on the screen, on the cars, on the sponsors. You know, just for the race. You know, mm. from the ident to the podium, then done. You know, but if you want more than that, if you want to see, like you talk about WWE, if you want to see the drivers turning up at the track, if you want to see the press press interviews. Uh, you know, on the Thursdays, and you wanna you want the the watch to practice on the Fridays, and the coverage that that the official media can give on on those days. Then subscription is for is for those people. But though, so do you need more than highlights on free to wear? Just a full race, just just I, a full I, race. I think, from, you need, from, I think you need it live. If you yeah, do it. A start a start. I, I mean, we all need to watch the race live because we're fans. In, we're fans. We're in mm. into the sport. But to get the people watching it, I don't think anyone wants highlights. Watch. Possibly even better where you've got no, because nobody no, wants think, where you've got anything. sixty minutes of action rather than two hours with. You're Schrodinger's Dan at the minute because you're right and wrong at the same time. And I think uh, I know what Lee's going to say, but because I'm like to say it's it. a good idea to get people into the sport. But as soon as you've got them into the sport, they're going to want to watch the races live. But then they're going to have to go 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 through the paywall. But yeah. what, what's the There's, point of watching the highlights three hours after the race is finished? Exactly, if you that's know, my point. If you already know what's happened, be, but you, you can't hide away. from it. We've all had to record a race before. You just yeah, you can't hide from it with the way that the, doing the, that every week. It was it was easy to do ten years ago. Yeah, I turn the internet off my phone. It's it's fine. You t- you press like there's a li- there's a little button that says like off. mobile mobile internet. <laughs> you turn that off. It's like being in 1992 again. It's amazing. <laughs> Does that mean I can have long hair again? Yep. Oh, great. <laughs> Nigel Mansell's going to win. <laughs> so yeah, I, Williams are going to win. Oh, God. <laughs> the thing is, Formula One needs to get itself to the point. Like, like fucking... Like, like, I know every race can't be 
a flag to flag thriller. You just you can't have yeah, that. Yeah. No, sport doesn't work that way. But it does need to get itself in the position where it's more likely than not Formula One is must see television. Yeah. And at the moment it's not no, I think I think I think we can all agree on that. Um, I mean, this is what twenty twenty. Unless you're a super fan, like doing fucking podcasts. Yeah, like us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this, I think this is what the part of the twenty twenty one regulations are, where it's improving the show. Let's hope so. And just hope this time they get it right. Because mm-hmm. they've all been half measures, haven't they? Let's be honest. Since nineteen ninety seven, everything they've done has been a half measure. Yeah, everything. Every, mm. Everything since they shrunk the cars. Mm. Yeah, I, I think as well. Maybe. Do you, do you remember that feeling? Right. This it, 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 this is going to start weird, but it will come to a to a point. I remember that feeling like back when um, ju- just before the first iPhone came out. Yeah, you know, you had a few of the Sony Ericsson phones with like plastic screens, which were a bit weird and stuff like that. Yeah, but you just before the iPhone came out, you there was this feeling that. Mobile internet was starting to become a thing, and uh, house uh, home internet was starting to get fastish, and there was that feeling that there was going to be a jump. Something was going to change, which was going to change the way we interacted with the world on a day to day basis. And I I haven't felt that feeling until now, when I feel that there's something between like uh, getting faster mobile internet. And AR come, uh, becoming more ubiquitous. I think you know, as soon as some wearables and stuff come out that really take advantage of it, and if we've got fast enough internet to like to feed these things like AR glasses and stuff, yeah, yeah, I feel we're at that sort of two three year period where in five years time, for instance, all of a sudden the way we interact with things is going to be completely different to what it was in 2019, and Formula One will need to move forward as well. Because otherwise, the things get lost lost in the shuffle, and Formula One has to be right at the tip of technology. I'm amazed that you can't watch Formula One races in VR yet. Yeah, I'm away, I'm away even if it's not even if it's not live. Well, they've got the 360 cameras, haven't they? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, but they're, they're trialing though. They're not they're not available for for viewing yeah. live when when it's on TV. You know, it's no. It's, but even like even if it was free, even if it was like highlights that are on YouTube 360. Which you can watch, like skip between five cameras dotted around yeah. the track and watch the highlights. I'm I'm amazed that Formula One hasn't done that yet, mm. because Formula One is supposed to be the forward-thinking sport, and I don't I don't think that has to be road relevance anymore. I think maybe if it ju- if they just use technology to be like the test bed of things, it it keeps them current. Well, that's exactly what it is. You know, they don't they don't think of road relevance, or they weren't thinking of road relevance when they when they started doing these things. No, it's just that they that technology filtered down to cars, things like ABS yeah. and stuff like that. All came from Formula One. Mm. Spoiler, people: halos aren't road relevant. You've got roofs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, you know, you you things like Kerr's batteries were starting to appear in cars, yeah. not for extra power, but for recovering energy mm-hmm. from, from, from braking, and then hybrid technology sort of took over. And and Formula like, E has the road relevance now. And now you've got a Prius winning Le Mans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for, for uh, Formula E and WEC, you, uh, you can say, they're the road-relevant motorsports now. 
Yeah, but I, if you, I, I don't think Formula One can get itself back in the game when it comes to road relevance. No, now. I think it totally can. If it, if it focuses on technology, <laughs> that technology will eventually fit, filter yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, as far as the uh, like electric cars and stuff like that, un- unless they go, like I say, uh, unless some advancements made where all of a sudden we can make hydrogen really e- easily and cheaply and make it stable, that might be where Formula One goes. But it's, it's extracting hydrogen from everything else that it's attached to and That's stopping it turning into bombs. That's not too much of an issue. It's just extracting it from what it's already attached to. Mm. So, I don't know. I just think there's Formula One needs to do this 2021 thing, or it does. It risks looking really old, really fast, and it, it could happen. Like I was only saying to my father, what we're uh, uh, watching the British Grand Prix because Plato was being interviewed. I was like, can you do you remember when fucking British touring cars was a worldwide watched sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. had had more views than yeah. Formula One. Yeah, Please. about twenty five. John years, about Twenty-five years yeah. ago. Yeah, um, the the tour, Toka James Touring Thompson. Car, yeah, Tucker Touring Car video game. The young James Com- Thompson. His name was. Is he still the young James Thompson? Even though he's probably what like forty five now. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tucker Touring Cars was selling the same sort of amount of copies on PlayStation as FIFA was. Yeah. Yeah. But because they Tim Harvey because British Touring Cars didn't think to the future of what they were what they were supposed to do next. It's fucked. Nobody watches British touring cars anymore. What, they put the mandatory reason, pit stops in to make the races more interesting, yeah, and it the, made the races boring. The, yeah. the reason uh, that that British touring cars fell apart was after the financial global financial crisis yeah. when they left. They were left with uh, was it Seat and mm-hmm. Ford, and that was it. Yeah, in in the touring cars, there were no other manufacturers. I think Mitsubishi came back in. Um, and then left again. You know, I think we left with two two main manufacturers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and that was literally it. Mm. World Rally Championship suffered for a few years because of that, because that was Citroen and Ford, I think, as well. But they went through the same thing that WWEC. WEC. WEC has been through. Team Hulk Hogan, yeah. Yeah, but WWEC. In the 24-hour races, you tag your teammate in. With a chair. And... <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> that, the smack! Oh god damn it! You can't you can't get in the car until you've pinned your teammate. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Got to wait behind ropes in the garage like the <laughs> arm out. <laughs> Any, anyone see that touring car driver that um, I think it was in the TCR series got uh, got banned for the rest of the season after. He got shunted off the track at the Red Bull ring at the weekend. Gimmick, gimmick infringement. <laughs> and um, went back into the pits, decided to um, have more than a few words with the guy he thought shoved him off. As it turned out, it was his teammate that he was about to thump. Ended up hitting his wife and knocking her over the bonnet of this guy's car <laughs> and then tried to rip the door off um, the teammate of the guy who's, who hit him's car. Whoops. He now won't be racing again for the rest of the season. Yeah, I wonder why. He, he had a terrible day, didn't he? Yeah, very uh, much so. <laughs> yeah, so Formula One needs to save itself, that's all. It will do. Yeah. The drawings look good for 2021 mm-hmm. or whenever but that that's happens. That's why they have to happen, though. Yeah. Uh, they have to happen in Formula One because I think they'll be so, uh, in 2021 because if if we just get another like flop into the new era of racing, again, we're, we're going to sign new Concord agreements, so we probably won't have a... Uh, it, it has to be a vision, not a compromise. Years, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you're right. And it doesn't matter if it's road relevant or no. if it's not road relevant. It has to be someone saying, "This is what we're doing. This is why. This is where it's going." And that's what's happening. So I, mean, 20, I think yeah. I think we're in safe hands. 
2021 is the was it worth Liberty buying it out or is it just more of the same under a different name because this is the first chance that they've got yeah. to put their stamp on it because officially we're still racing under Bernie rules. Yeah. It's just that there's a different different company heading it up. So they've got to make it their own sport, but mm. they've still they've got to appeal to the traditionalists and attract new fans as well all at the same time it's a difficult job see what formula one should be doing is turn turn around even if if you get the likes of ferrari that don't like what's hap- what's happening real wise or say miss because mercedes and ferrari seem to be very buddy buddy about all this stuff, sort of thing which i think's not good for the sport and not good for fans um they they need to turn around and say well that's fine uh if you don't want to do it don't do it and say you do lose ferrari or you do lose like i don't know Say pass or force India or someone someone pisses off, yeah. Make force India went last year. Yeah, but make yeah, but make <laughs> for it might be back next year. We never know. Um, it, it might um, it. They want to make a sport that the if even if they lose a couple of teams the year after the sport is that good the teams either regret leaving or come back the year yeah. after. Or there's enough yeah. interest to get new teams yeah. in. Because it's that good again. Would you would you put up like let's say Formula One in twenty twenty one is fucking amazing and every team on the grid has at least a chance of a podium and five team five teams have a chance of winning races. Would you put up with losing three teams to have that? I would. It depends. If the <clears> racing <throat> was that good between the cars that were on the track, I don't think you'd miss. I remember about seven or eight years ago when there was only sixteen bikes on the MotoGP grid, and look how good MotoGP yes. is these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. MotoGP now has recovered is brilliant. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And because of the rules that they made, which they admitted they were a mistake and changed them as soon as they could. Yeah, it got better, mm-hmm. and and more teams wanted to come in. Yeah, and they tweaked the rules to encourage the new teams coming into this new, more competitive sport. And now you now you get non-manufacturer teams. Winning races, not but a podium. Oddly enough, though, I find I think MotoGP has lost some of its lore to fans because of the slightly more random element to the results. No, I think it's lost its 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 allure to the fans because it's gone behind some, a paywall. Sometimes Marquez wins by a bit. Sometimes he wins by shitloads. Yeah, that's really random. No, no, but I mean, but the the people behind him. Just seem to, to jockey. There's there's no form, if you know what I mean. And people kind of like form in sports. Do you get me? I get pe- you, but pe- I think uh, people like form in sports, but don't like the same people winning every yeah, week. Yeah, I, I know. It's a, it's people a, it's, are stupid. It's a difficult balance, but you get what I mean. Yeah, I do know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Well, you, you you wouldn't you want to watch something that's competitive, but you don't want to watch something that's random. Yeah. You watch football knowing that Arsenal aren't going to win the league, but they're probably going to finish in the top yeah, six. Yeah. In the same way, like we we watched the you know those first races where we got like seven different winners from seven different races. Twenty twelve. Yeah. yeah, and it was just comp- like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> well, we were talking at the time, weren't we, about you know uh, it might just take it might just take all the second place finishes tripping over each other to give any one of the top six drivers a championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't work out like that in the end. No. What what we. What we got was a few random winners, and then form after that. Yeah. So, the, so the wins didn't mean anything. Mal- Maldonado winning didn't mean anything. It, it didn't all of a sudden mean that Williams were able to fight for wins. It was just on that day in history. And if Gutierrez had been there, he'd have still finished eleventh. Yeah. But if you look at those winners, ignoring the obvious one, yeah, they were all 
good drivers in good cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't all fight for a championship. No. And that's kind of what you want, isn't it? If you're going to have different winners, you want them all to have a chance of winning the championship. Yeah. And the last time that was done, oh, Rosberg became champion. Keke Rosberg won the t- driver's title with only one win. Yes, yeah, yeah. In a, they only raced, was it 14 races that season? Yeah, so. it wasn't. It wasn't. All, it wasn't as many as it is now. Mm. Um, should we go? Should we go back to what's happening now? Let's, Let's do that because we have a German Grand Prix this weekend. Actually, before we do, just want to give a shout out to the McMongol Horde, who are currently in Bratislava with our logo on their car. Vince McMongol. Yeah. Okay. This is <laughs> this is a heavy WWE you, episode. Like, you you need to start a wrestling podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do it on a Monday night and leave us to talk about F one? <laughs> no, because then you'd have no listeners. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to the uh, to the guys from the McMongol Horde who are driving to Mongolia. Yeah, and uh, they've got as far as Bratislava and parked up next to the Isle of Man car tonight. Nice. We don't know the Isle of Man entry. We just we, know it's a car from the Isle of Man. Yeah, we just saw an article about them. They've got a furry rainbow car, but... They, they didn't ask us for sponsorship. Well, well the Mongol Horde didn't. They no, just, they just said, they can just, we have a logo to stick yeah, on yeah. the car? And we'll drive it to Mongolia. It's like, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll be hear from, hearing from our lawyer cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good luck to those guys, and uh, hope you make it to Ulan Bator in one piece. Yes. yes. Still with our logo. And back. Country. And back. Mm-hmm. They're driving back now. They've decided to drive back to save money rather than get flights. Okay. Definitely don't set fire to the Manx car because it definitely wouldn't be hilarious. With this, with this rainbow fur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you just happened. No, no. Def- but- I mean, like, seriously, it wouldn't be hilarious. <laughs> so, German Grand Prix this weekend. Yes. Have we got used to the, uh, the new Hockenheim yet? Do we still pine for the old fast one? No. A little. I, I missed the track because it was interesting, but the going through the forest, it was one of the it was one of the traditional tracks, wasn't it? Do it you know was what I mean? A shit yeah. race. I, we've we've had this conversation in years past as well. Last year we probably did the same yeah. the same conversation, but I miss going through the trees because not, not me personally, but I miss the cars going through the trees because that's the way they raced going way back to yeah, like nineteen fifty yeah, yeah, yeah. something. Nice. You know, Jim Jim Clark was killed at Hockenheim mm-hmm. on on the super fast. It was dangerous way back yeah. in the sixties, and all they did was they lit, even to the nineties just put up some armco barrier, mm-hmm. and they were still basically on the same circuit. But of course, you know the way that safety has evolved um there's no way that you you, you'd sanction racing on that circuit now you just can't it was nice Um, seeing how quick a formula one car would go you know in a straight line you you could see how fast with low drag car they would go yeah Mm. but i'm i still think the best part of hockenheim is still there which is the complex the stadium complex yeah yeah, I don't know. Did did Tilka do the the new internal part of the circuit? Probably. Uh, it's okay. It's not a terrible circuit. It's it's just it's it's a very chopped down version of what Hockenheim mm-hmm. was. It doesn't mean the same to me. But it's, it's actually more like a, a small Nurburgring now, isn't it? Than a than a Hockenheim. Yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah, it's like yeah, a smaller, the, the, the short Nurburgring, smaller version. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Nurburgring. Obviously, the even the the short Grand Prix version yeah, still has its. Still has its uh, classic corners though, much like Hockenheim mm-hmm. does. You know, still the stadium section in that. But the uh, so yeah, the smaller and sanitised version. It's the green heck. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> southern heck. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but the, um, the yeah, Hockenheim ring. 
to give it its official name uh, is the it's it's yeah it's it's still fast you know, it's got that long sweeping back straight straight in inverted commas um one long turn but we had quite a controversial race there last year didn't we remember hamilton broke down in qualifying and then had to start from the back of the grid vettel crashed hamilton did aborted his pit entry didn't he, he crossed over the pit lane and they yeah. won in and in out 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 in and in it yeah. yeah 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 and um he won the race but did he break the rules? Well, well, the steward said not. The steward said not, and he kept his win yeah. starting from the back of the grid. Um, so, yeah, um, an interesting race last year. Doesn't always throw up an interesting race, though, Hockenheim. No. There's a couple of overtaking spots. I think we'll be okay this year. Because realistically, we've only had one boring race. Do you know what I mean? And the cars... There's been a couple, but yeah. But, I mean, like, boring, boring. Like, France boring. Yeah. So, and the, the the cars can sort of follow each other a bit better now. You can overtake around Hockenheim. I think I think it'll be all right. Apparently, there's a good chance of rain on Saturday. Oh, that's good. Which could mix qualifying up a little bit. Mm. Good, unless you're Vettel. We haven't had a properly wet race mm. this year, have we? Like, like chucking it down all race. Mm. No. No. We could, do with, <laughs> we could do with one. Might mix qualifying about, uh, about even though... The best wet weather driver is in the best car. <laughs> well, it'll mix the other 19. Max will places. be up there. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll get a front row out of it. Yeah. yeah. We've, yet to, we've yet to see who's going to get grid penalties this week, mm. but I'm sure there's going to be engine changes. Probably, yeah. I'd have thought so. Yeah. Uh, Hass have said that they're going to try the um, the split aero again this time, and Grosjean will still use the um, Australian right. setup. With Magnussen on the one that he would have used in Silverstone, if so, is that code for Grosjean's going to Australia to test out the car whilst Ocon races in Germany? <laughs> <laughs> Very possible. At the moment, with it, with the way that it's going and everything we've talked about, nothing would nothing would surprise me. But I still think we're going to see Grosjean in the car this weekend just to get that last one. Out. I think we are, yeah. But yeah, the um, yeah, it's. It, it was a turning point in last year's championship for me when Vettel put it in the in the barriers. Hamilton winning the race when he, you know on Saturday you would have said, mm. "Oh, Vettel's got the stranglehold on the championship now." And then all of a sudden after that, I think it was just the Belgian Grand Prix. It looked like Ferrari had it. Yeah, and everything aside from that was just Ferrari going, "We don't want to win this race. We don't want to win this race can either." You, can you ever think of another driver where there's been so many moments when you can go, "Oh, that's where he lost it." Oh no, no. No, that's where he lost it. No, no, he lost it here. And by it, I mean his fucking mind. Mm. I can't think of another driver. Like, I only ever thought about Alonso where you could see how he was broken when he lost that world championship in Brazil. Yeah. Um, I still don't think he's, he was the same driver after that. But like Vettel seems to have just had so many knocks over the last three years. Turning points have gone all against him. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I think the only, the only other the only other one that we could probably say with any degree of certainty was how many times did we say have we just seen Alonso's last race while he was with McLaren? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we saw that um, the, Can- the Canadian Grand Prix where he watched the where, last where, half dozen laps from the stand. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was him. I thought he finished. Yeah. I, thought, yeah. I thought he was just that's me. I'm done. Yeah, I remember. You, I remember you saying that at the time. The whole GP2 engine thing in Japan. Yeah. yeah, right in front of the Honda top brass. Brazil in the deck chair. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil on the podium. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was hilarious. Hungary in the 
F1 sanctioned deck chair saying see you after the summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was quite funny, actually. The um, What about we bring it back to Alonso? McLaren. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the, it's because we miss him. We, we do miss him. Honest, yeah, we do miss Fernando a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other championship turning point I could I could speak about that doesn't involve Vettel in recent years was Hamilton's engine blow in Malaysia when Rosberg won the title. Yeah. Mm. Was it like five points? I think he missed out to Rosberg in the end. Yeah. And Rosberg finished like second or third in that race because he started from way back. Mm. He ended up growing his points total over Lewis rather than the other way around. Um. That's you know. Turning points shouldn't come as early as Germany, but last year they did. Yeah, I, well, I'd argue that Baku, there was a turning point in Baku for Vettel when he twenty seventeen sh- shoved himself into uh, Hamilton. That that was the beginning and the of the end of Sebastian Vettel, or yeah, at I, least. I don't think people. it was a turning point for that season, but no. for in his career, for his, his career, career yeah. you can yeah definitely point to that. And again, to repeat ourselves from last week and the week before that, and the week before that, and the week before that, this season defines Sebastian Vettel's career. You just watch next year; he'll be third. I think. I think if he if he can leave the team and go world somewhere world else, world champion in a hat. I, d- I don't think he'll be in Ferrari next right, year. Right, okay, Dan. <laughs> if we're going for bold predictions, Lance Stroll to make it to... Ki- no, sorry, I can't. <laughs> I, d- I, don't, I would almost guarantee he won't be in a Formula 1. He won't be in a Ferrari next year. Maybe even have a year out, but we'll see. Um, but he's never gone well at the German Grand Prix, though, has he? No. Has he ever won it? I don't think he has. He did he? really well last year for a while. And then, and then as we just and said... And then yeah. the, the world's <laughs> slowest crash. Yeah. Yeah. On slick tyres in wet-ish conditions. The world's angriest Seb as well. On damp grass. <laughs> Do you remember like slamming the steering wheel with his hands yeah. when he did it? He was not a happy man. It was it was his own mistake. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, it's, I mean, your own mistake. It's, his own mistake, completely unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised he was he was angry. Mm. Yeah, should have extended his championship lead. Instead, he gave it back to Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, that race never thought... to be seen again. <laughs> but Mercedes own the Hockenheim ring as well, don't they? There's a huge star, the Mercedes three point star. Yeah, they also sponsor the race. Mercedes are coming up with a uh, special livery this weekend because it's the 200th race for Mercedes in Formula One. Uh, they're celebrating the 125th anniversary of the first. Um, Daimler, uh, Daimler engineered racing car. The two hundredth race since they came back, or two hundredth race in in totals, including the ones from the fifties. I assume since they came back. Okay. Which what what we thinking? All silver with a white number, like circle, maybe numbering on the front. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be something like that. They had red numbers on as well, didn't they? Mm. That was quite famous having the red numbers. White circle, red numbers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I reckon I reckon that's the kind of thing that we'll see from them this weekend. Be nice, classic livery. Why not? Yeah. I don't mind when they do these one-off things. You know. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. Again, this is another Will Buxton thing. Every team should one race a year be allowed to do a throwback livery. I still stand by the fact that every team should be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want with both cars. Yeah, one different liveries or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So if you, so if like Lewis Hamilton is, uh, he's got like monster backing. If Monster are willing to put the money into the team. That that car can that be monster, the monster car. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. Lewis Hamilton's car. Yeah. yeah, 
I think it'd add more identity because people say, like, well, Telefonica would have been like Alonso's McLaren or yeah. Renault or whatever, you yeah. know, whereas you could have had a different sponsor with Trulli's car or Fisichella yeah. or whoever, yeah. I, I, but I also I, I think it would help financially as well for teams, you know, because if you've got a, um, if all of a sudden you can have two different sponsors on the cars, then that means your sponsorship doesn't have to be as much. So there's there's more opportunity to get sponsors in. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always amazed that we haven't had a, a Formula One car with a Coca-Cola livery. You know, like a full-on, like, title sponsor. Yeah. Because, like, Coca-Cola sponsorship always looks cool on racing cars. <laughs> always. And they've got all of the money in the world. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but what what do we get? A little logo on the McLaren. Yeah, and and they try, they had a half go at advertising burn for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me about burn. We've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> they own some of the rights to Monster as well, so yeah, they are on Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I'm sure Coca Cola own many things. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, what do you think Petronas petrol's made out of? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even treated. Dead, dead Coca Cola employees. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we do some predictions? Why yeah, not? let's do that. Right, we will do People Want Art Here first, of which there are the usual two. Sean has gone for a Hamilton win, Bottas second, Verstappen third, and a bonus prediction, Bottas' new contract announcement on Thursday. Oh, okay. Ooh, Fair enough. Brave. Because, well, Mercedes are going to... They announced uh, they announced Bottas's latest one-year deal at the German Grand Prix last year. Mm-hmm. I can see what I can see where she's coming from on that. I still don't think it would be risky for Mercedes to keep Bottas now. Sean's totally stolen my predictions for for this weekend, but we've got somebody else. To we've got we've got somebody else. Um, guest predictor, our usual guest predictor this week, which is Susie Kennedy, um, formerly of What Culture, mm-hmm. um, F one and wrestling fan, um, constant tweeter, constant tweeter. She's written. Rather than the predictions, she's written quite a bit, which I'm going to post on the website. It's not a prediction, that's an essay. <laughs> that's not this week's total shunt, is it? <laughs> I'm hoping not. It's not an essay, it's a dissertation. <laughs> um, what, no, what, what's the prediction? Where ball? do we begin? We'll, <laughs> we'll begin with the top. I'll, I'll just scroll down three pages to it. Um, she's going for Hamilton win, Leclerc second, Verstappen third, Bottas fourth, Vettel fifth, or he'll win, or he's going in the wall again, or up someone's arse. I think that's got a subsection as well. Yeah. Disclaimer. Now this is out in the it's universe. It's got a subreddit, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now this is out in the universe. This could all be completely wrong. It'll rain. Raikkonen will win. And we'll all be sitting there with ice creams just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot more. I'm going to put I'm going to put the whole thing on the website because this is one of the funniest things that anyone has actually, actually ever done for Amazing. us. Amazing. Thank you very much, Susie. We're going to have to get mm-hmm. Susie on the show one day. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, we will we will sort something out because she's genuinely funny on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I will link to her Twitter on the website too. Right, who is going with predictions next when I'm in a position to write stuff down? I'll go because I always go last because I can never make my mind up. I still haven't made my mind up, but I just don't think I should go last. Uh, Hamilton win. Max second. Bottas third. Okay. Right. We are going to get messages on Twitter saying that we're obviously Vettel haters and we've been slamming in all episode. Not really. Oh, yeah, we are. Okay, have, you, have you ever looked at the Twitter messages? Yeah, I do look at them. I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go a bit dragnet here, but just the facts, ma'am. Do you know what? I'll stop when he stops being shit. 
<laughs> Vettel Fair. win, Hamilton second, Leclerc third. Oh, Ferrari resurgence. I've just had to look do a bit. you looking for the new Facebook follows. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a point. If you don't already follow us on Facebook, go to uh, facebook.com slash three legs, four wheels. Give us a like and a follow. Yeah, do it now. And I was going to go exactly right. the same as what Sean's gone for. But um, do, do I put in a, a risky one on the fact that it might rain? Might rain? Because let's be honest, it's a week away. That, that rain could shift by a day mm. onto race yeah. day. Yeah. Or it could not rain at all. Well, it could not rain at all. If every Formula One race appears to have a 45% chance of rain. <laughs> and and images of engineers looking at a radar screen. Yeah, it, That was one of my favourite uh, Martin Brundle-isms is when he turned around and he said, and there's a 20% chance of rain today, which means there is an 80% chance of dry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. I'll go Bottas, Hamilton, Verstappen. Ooh. Oh, Wow. And I will go... And if it if it rains, it's going to be Hamilton, Vettel, Norris. Norris, yeah. I'm going to go Hamilton, Leclerc, Verstappen. Okay. So, right, they are saved. <laughs> you should all get copies of those just to, just to prove there's no shenanigans going on. Yeah, but we'll all talk for about 20 hours before the race on Sunday, so I can't be bothered scrolling back through. How did I do? Uh, I'll, I'll just believe what Paul tells me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be putting them on the website later on anyway. <laughs> um, any bold predictions do we think? Are we going to see Lance Stroll in Q2? I'm o- saying no. I'm saying Ocon at the race in a car. That's in a car? Prediction. That's your bold prediction. Oh, okay, yeah. that's, that is brave. Uh, are Haas going to make it to the first round of pit stops? Oh, yeah, we'll see both yeah. Hasses by the first round of pit stops. Oh, uh, we'll see both Hasses in the pits. <laughs> my bold prediction is rumours circulating about um, Verstappen going to Mercedes going mega balls. Which is why I think I'm agreeing with Sean on this one. Mercedes will put an end to that by um, making some form of contract announcement this weekend. I, I think it would be a daft move. I can't help but think that as, like, as good as Lewis is, do, is doing... Um, they need to think. Twenty twenty one's coming up. There's big rule changes. We, you want a the team you go into, you go into twenty twenty with. You want to go into twenty twenty one with. And Hamilton is at that age now where he's at the peak of his career, but they have to begin to look past him. And where they are looking is currently driving a Williams. Well, no, no, not if they can get Max Verstappen. Kubica is not going to Mercedes. No, because he'll go to Ferrari because that's what he was meant to do before his accident. We're getting back onto silly season territory again. No. We will do. More this is more stupid season. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. We'll do more silly season after the Hungarian Grand Prix because that's all we'll have to talk about. My yes. bold prediction is going to be Danny Ricciardo to be best of the rest. Yeah, possibly. Ooh. It's good call. Renault seems to have dragged themselves back up to the mid- middle of the grid round by McLaren, don't they? Yeah. Danny Ricciardo oh. to finish fifth. Because mm. mm. they, they, they were, I mean, they were on pace with them in Silverstone, which tends to be a chassis circuit. So yeah. what, whatever they've bolted onto that car seems to have worked. Isn't it Hockenheim where we're supposed to see a major upgrade for uh, Sahara Force Sport Point Pink? They I think so, yeah. said they were going to bring one in for then. Mm. So, yeah, strolling quiet. Q2. They've gone a little bit quiet mm. on that. You know, are we not going to see it until Belgium, maybe? Because mm. there's no point bringing in big car upgrades for Hungary. Because, mm. by the t- you know, that's the last Unless chassis it's... circuit until Japan, and by the time you get to Japan, everything you put on the car in Hungary is out of date. Mm. 
Yeah, unless it's Hungary specific. My bold prediction for Stroll is that he doesn't get into Q3 for the whole year. Sorry, Q2 for the whole year. You reckon he's, you reckon he's going to go 21 from 21? Mm-hmm. I think I think the his, plus, plus all the last years as well. His qualifying is too bad, and the 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 mid grid is too tight. The thing with Stroll is he will always do something just to frustrate any predictions. So I think, and if it rains, so he will do, be on the front row. Yeah, <laughs> he'll do one getting into Q one. I think if he was going to do it, he'd have done it in Canada. It does depend on the car a bit. Or because, Baku, because he was good around Baku. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the the races where he's actually got a history of doing anything but rubbish at are rapidly running away from him. <laughs> There's we, still Imola. Yes. Monza. Monza, yeah. It's late. He'd have been good at Hockenheim. It is the circuits where there's large portions where he doesn't actually have to move the wheel that he tends to be best at. <laughs> yeah. um, if it rains, Lance Stroll will be on the front row and, and slowly go backwards and score points. Is it time for you to answer my questions? Yeah, let's do that. I think that's probably a good idea. We'll record a theme tune at some point. One day. It's never going to happen, is it? <laughs> ah, we'll, 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 we'll get around to it whose is this week's from this one is from sorry who's most recently badgered you and he didn't actually he sent it but he hasn't badgered me I've just it was the first one I came to uh, Noah McBride good Hi, name Noah <laughs> yeah uh, are we ready yes might as well be I was born correct in 1962 okay right okay so 57 57 um, hmm, questionable. Most of my fame comes from one particular Grand Prix. I would like to say I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Quote. Most of my most of my fame comes yeah. from one particular Grand Prix. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my first Formula One race was won by Gerhard Berger. It's about the right edge for Johnny Herbert. What? My first Formula One race won Herbert by Gerhard Berger. Berger. Did he have to sit on his mantelpiece? <laughs> yeah. It's about the right size for a prize. <laughs> I just imagine Gerhard stood on a podium holding Johnny Herbert up in the air. <laughs> I can just imagine Gerhard Berger stood in a bar holding Johnny Herbert up in the air. <laughs> he let me down. Fuck off. <laughs> so it's a place. Yeah. I was born in 1962, so it's either a place or a person well I was born in 1962 most of my fame comes from one Grand Prix and my my first Formula 1 race was won by Gerhard Berger so the first Formula 1 race I was in was won by Gerhard Berger and I'm famous for what happened in one race which could be the (laughs) European Grand Prix that he won or the British Grand Prix that he won or other races he's famous for kids get out Berger the answer could be 15 pints Would it be about the right age for Martin Brundle as well? No, he was 60 last week. Right. Because he was making jokes at Silverstone about he was two days away from getting his bus pass. Uh, happy birthday, you fl- Martin. You flew a Spitfire on a 60th birthday. Oh, and happy birthday, Gemma, while we're at it. You are not old at 20, sod off. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. I have indirectly... Oh, no, I want to guess. Hurry up. Johnny Herbert? Uh, okay. <laughs> It'll do for now. <laughs> I have, I am indirect. I have, sorry, I have indirectly caused the death of a Formula One driver. Suzuka, and suddenly it, it went dark. It's Suzuka. 
Yeah. Pretty sure Suzuka was started in 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 roughly nineteen sixty two. Early sixties was 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 when Suzuka was was a was a racetrack. There are a few races that it's really famous for. But Senna Prost eighty nine yeah. is what I'm thinking. And ninety well, ninety and, was when yeah they they took each other out first yeah. corner. Well, Senna took Prost out. Hill ninety six. So yeah, Lee could definitely disagree with that. Two thousand someone could think it. Two thousand and five, yeah. Raikkonen from seventeenth to take the lead on the final lap. Would you like another clue? Yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah. After a brief spell away from the sport, I returned in two thousand and nine. After Fiji was used as the track, no, Fuji, Fuji, Fuji. Not, not Fiji. Fuji. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, my Fu- brain's messed up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Fuji was used in two thousand seven and two thousand eight, I think. Also, anyone want to go to the Fiji Grand Prix? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's if you Suzuka. want to take me to Fiji, I will pretend there is a race there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even sit there for two hours going, meow, meow. Just, just pack your Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Suzuka. I played an extensive role in Senna's and Prost's feud. A bit like Suzuka. Pretty sure it's Suzuka. Suzuka. I would like a guess. Is Suzuka. That a guess? Suzuka. I think it's Suzuka, yeah. <laughs> uh, I am under contract till 2021. Uh, my, I don't know. Uh, the first race I was involved in uh, was not a sellout in 1995. Uh, I spent most of my years affiliated with Honda. I am no, from Japan. 1995? Yeah. First race was 1995. Um, it wasn't because Senna and Prost crashed there in 89. <laughs> no, the f- first race that wasn't a sellout was 1995. Yes. Oh, so got you. Sorry, I do apologise. Schumacher had already won the title. That's, that's my fault that for, not, for yeah. not wording it yeah. properly. Sorry, I do apologise. I misunderstood. Would, I, I'm, would you like to give me a final guess? I think it's Suzuka. I'm Are we Suzuka? sure? <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting fact about Suzuka. If, uh, if, if anybody out there wanted a spaffer clue, the Degner curves, one and two, are so-called because that's where a rider decided to stop, get off, <laughs> got off his bike and uh, jumped, literally jumped the fence and jumped ship and went and joined another team with the blueprints from the bike that he was on stuffed in his overalls. Did he really? Yeah, he did. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Even Alonso had the fucking decency to do it behind closed I think doors. He, I, I think, <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Sorry. I think he stole, the, uh, I think it was stole a European bike's uh, blueprints and gave them to Honda which is why the Degner curves are one and two <laughs> named after the guy who basically gave Honda the blueprint for a motorcycle and they went oh right okay <laughs> that, is, that is incredible <laughs> middle of a race not even joking pulled over got out jumped the Fact fence got attack. in another team's car and, and then they drove off with the blueprints in his overalls that's mental why would you race with the blueprints in your overalls it's if you're going to stop at, the cur- at some curve and give them to another team yeah <laughs> That's basically what happened. Did he? Did he have the? Um, uh, did he have the the plans in like a screwy bottle of aftershave foam? After he turned <laughs> the fences off and he had a twenty minute window to get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've mentioned this on a, on a podcast before. This but is why I'll, when Silverstone was redeveloped, the Hangar Straight was almost known as the Working Photocopy Shop Straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, having a quick Google. Um, but anyway, thank you, thank you for that one, Noah. Yes, thank you. Yes, yeah, it was uh, Ernst Degner. Uh, he was uh, from Germany, 
he defected to West Germany in 1961. He took MZ's tuning techniques. It wasn't to Honda, it was to Suzuki, winning Suzuki's first Grand Prix championship in 62. And he raced over here on, in the Isle of Man TT. His very, his very last race was the 1966 50cc Ultra lightweight Isle of Man TT. <laughs> <laughs> That's very lightweight. Yeah. He won the 50cc Ooh, championship in 62. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stopped in Ramsey and carried the bike around the rest of the way. <laughs> right. It was, um, it, here we go. He was right. He was racing at the Swedish Grand Prix in Christianstad. In, in, <laughs> in, in, in that race, he would have won, he would have won the world championship for himself and for MZ, but his engine failed. His main rival was a Honda rider, Tom Phyllis. Um, yeah, he, he, that's when he defected to West Germany from East Germany. Uh, there is some. There is. Some, yeah, he, he basically gave Suzuki their uh, the plans for the MZ. <laughs> uh, he he designed the entire. He he designed in inverted commas. That's about the third time I said in inverted commas this this podcast. So why aren't they called the designer curves? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Digna designed Suzuki's new 50 and 125cc races. The following year, they won the world championship in both classes. So <laughs> <laughs> works. Right, how do you get total shunt in? You can tweet me a PM or you can send me a PM on Instagram at a total shunt. And if you want to get hold of the rest of us, then you can use our main Twitter account at Three Legs Four Wheels, or individually we are at Flood Twenty One, at Dan Dan Cotton, at Pablo One Hundred, and at Sean Cowper. Uh, if you're old school and want to email anything, it's three legs four wheels at gmail dot com, and we're on Facebook as well. Give us give us a like and a follow on there. Mm-hmm. Um, can we also ask? We haven't had any um, iTunes ratings for a while. If you're on, uh, if you're listening to this through iTunes, give us uh, give us a quantity of stars, some somewhere, and a m- comment. More than four and less than six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However many you feel comfortable giving us, but yeah. also give us a comment. You can tell we the like truth. comments. Like, oh, yeah, if you don't like is, what... is like tell the truth, but just make sure you give five stars. The words don't matter. I don't know. There was there was that one comment. The person that gave us five stars and said, "I've never felt I need to take a shower more than after listening to this podcast." It's fine. <laughs> That's I'm I'm whatever at ease turns you with on that. with five stars. It it covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> Just like this podcast. Yes. Covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> we will be back next week um, oh, yeah. with a German Grand Prix to look back at and a Hungarian Grand Prix to look forward to because it's back-to-back time. Mm. I won't be here, so I'll have to send in my, my predictions. Send in your predictions before you go, but Sean will be joining us next week. Already sorted. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.